Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Welcome to This League Uncut. In the world of 24-hour NBA news, this news, you lose. Chris Haynes, it's go time. Mark Stein, it's showtime. Boom shakalaka. This League Uncut is underway and on fire. This should be a good one. Everyone, welcome in to a... Somewhat international edition of the This League Uncut podcast. Mark Stein here. I am in faraway Madrid, making my way back to the United States after spending four days in Spain with the weary and battered Dallas Mavericks. Dallas has made its way back home. I am a little bit behind them, but I will soon uh, soon be back. On U.S. soil, Chris Haynes joining me. He also was on the road this week. His TNT debut, shaking the rust off with a preseason game. Two heavyweights in the desert. The reigning champions from Denver in Phoenix against the super team that has been assembled to try to dethrone the Denver Nuggets. Of course, we didn't get to see the superstars in action because Phoenix didn't play them. But Chris Haynes was on the scene anyway. Had an interview with Bradley Beal I saw on Twitter or X or whatever the hell we call it now. Chris Haynes, how did how did your first TV assignment of the season treat you? It was cool. A little rusty, but, you know, that's what the preseason is for. Uh, new you know, suit though I think new suit though I think right I mean, no no nah, no nah, I haven't no I haven't pulled out a new suit yet that is that suit actually that that blazer that I wore that's the first ever blazer that suit that I've worn on a on a TNT assignment it was when I backed this so this is three years ago first assignment ever Lakers Spurs and uh, oh, so that was a Greg Pop. That was a Greg Popovich jacket. Yep, Greg Popovich jacket right there. So I don't think I've worn it since then. But yeah, I mean, it was a good time. You know, Phoenix, great weather, great, great weather. Only problem with Phoenix is like, you know, the weather was cool, but the the weather is still for me is still not cool enough where I can just walk a half a mile. Because the, the problem with Phoenix is there's no trees. So when you're walking. You're just exposed. The sun is hitting you. Like you, you can't hide from the sun in Phoenix. And Dwayne Rankins, the 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 longtime beat writer for the Suns over there, really good guy. I just tell him all the time, man. He's always posting 
early in the morning, five, six in the morning, just posting on Instagram of him drenched in sweat, talking about, I just ran two, three, four miles. I'm like, who in the hell is running two, three, four miles in the desert? It's it's Dwayne. I tell him, man, you give me anxiety every time I see that post, man. But Phoenix was cool. I was glad to be back on the road, man. Yeah, I mean, look, you saw two of the, what, four or five most important teams in the league this coming season, or maybe maybe important is a poor adjective choice, but two of the two of the five or six teams that we'll be talking about the most, presumably, uh, because Phoenix has assembled so much star power with Bradley Beal brought in to join Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and Denver as the reigning champs, first title in the Nuggets NBA history and Nikola Jokic returns as finals MVP after losing out on the regular season MVP to Joel Embiid. I mean, it's early, but we all do it. We all overreact to what we see in the preseason. I was, you know, again, far, far away when uh, Wemby dueled Chet the other night, but man, people just could not get enough of their first showdown. And of course, we're going to draw crazy conclusions from preseason games that we probably shouldn't because we're fans. We're the public. We we are the basketball public. We cannot help it. So give me your give me your your quick snapshot of your temperature take on where the Nuggets are and where the Suns are right now. Let's talk about the Nuggets. Um they're in a mode where they're just in a chill mode right now. Um, you know, I spoke with um, Calvin Booth, our guy Calvin Booth came on our podcast, the general manager of the Nuggets, and he, he told me like that they're just in a space where they're just ready for the season and they're in attack mode, but it's in a calm space. And I think he described it like that because this team, like they know that they know their sales, like they understand what they have to do. Um, they know they're they're going to be a target now. They're not going to sneak up on anybody. But this is a group that's been together. We talked about that the starting five. It's a group that's been together a while, and so they feel like they feel like they're in good shape. What he did say, Calvin Booth did say, is that they're young, you know. So there's rotation minutes to be had. And one guy who was very impressive in in his rookie preseason day debut, debut, Julian Strader. That guy, he Stein, he is a quick sharpshooter. He, and what I mean by that, he has a quick release. It, it, he catches it and it leaves his hand pretty quickly, and he has a beautiful stroke. And I believe he hit four threes that game, had twenty points. And so the Nuggets, they're looking for guys who can come in space, space the floor, guys who can complement um, Joker as well in, in some of those rotations rotational spot duties and so you know that's what they're you know they're expecting a lot more uh from christian brown you know he's a guy that's poised to have a really good season and so they they feel like they they this is what they said they said as long as they're five as long as their five are healthy they feel like they're in really good shape throughout the season now it's just about adding other complementary pieces the sunstein you know kd Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, they did not play in the game that I was on assignment on. They played the game before in Detroit. Remember the um, the owner, Matt Ishbia, um, he's out there in Detroit, and so they played out there. They actually <laughs> went to his house after the after the game for dinner, and they had practice at his um, at his company's office the next day. So, uh, you know, I, I could say this. TNT was very uh, shocked to learn that uh, those three were sitting out that game. Yeah, with, that I, I will new, say uh, that. with the NBA's new player participation policy, that's not going to fly <laughs> playing the game in Detroit and sitting and all three stars <laughs> sitting out the national TV game. I don't think yeah. that, I don't think that happens in the regular season. Yes, yeah, uh, I love Stan Van Gundy. That's my guy. I, I think it's safe to say Stan did not approve of that that move made by the Suns. But hey, it's preseason and uh you know, I'm gonna say this right now. You know, we all expect so it's 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 not a lot that I can break down on the Suns because of those three were out, but those three were out. But what I can say I think Nurk is gonna be really good on the high post, on the elbow, initiating the offense. Um offense going through him. I think he's gonna be really good. I think he's gonna be a really good big body 
just in case they have to face the Nuggets down the road and Joker. You know, those two were teammates for a little bit in Denver. I will say this, time, they're, tr- they're trying to rotate the point guard assignments between Bradley Beal and Devin Booker. And that is the plan right now going into the season, that those two are going to share those roles. They need a point guard, Stein. And I, I'm, I'm going to go as far as I, I think they need a point guard desperately. And do, you, do they know it? Would they admit it to the side if you asked them? I, I think some would and others wouldn't. So, um, you know, take that as you as you will. But yeah, I think they're going to need a point guard. And I'm and, and I'll let you I'll let you finish. But well, Stein, no, you had I mean you had the guard. very interesting uh, report that when when the whole Damian Lillard trade went down, Phoenix knew they were going to be in it. They wanted. Yusuf Nurkic that, you know, they wanted to send Aiton to the Blazers and take on Nurkic, but had Miami been that third team instead of Milwaukee, you reported that Phoenix's dream scenario would have been to get both Nurk and find a way to bring in Kyle Lowry, who obviously most definitely would address the point guard issue. And and same thing when there were rumbles that Indiana might be that third team, we, we know that the Suns have had a long-standing interest in T.J. McConnell. So, um, I mean, those names were out there. Obviously, Dame did not go to Miami. He very much went to the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Pacers were not involved in the trade either. So those options did not avail themselves to Phoenix. But, yeah, I'm with you. I think uh, that is a, that is a that's a hole they're going to have to address sooner rather than later. And the reason I say that, Stein, because, you know, you could get by with – trying to rotate those guys in at that point guard spot. And, uh, and and there's going to be a lot of emphasis with Phoenix on pushing the ball up, like outletting the ball, get it up, uh, opposed to having a point guard just bring the ball all the way up 94 feet. So they want to get the ball up, pass half court, give themselves a lot of time in the shot clock to get into their sets. The problem is this, Stein, and I remember you know talking to Chris Paul a few years ago. When, it was a few years ago when the Suns were they played in the when they got in the playoffs they played New Orleans in the first round and they played Dallas and New Orleans they had Alvarado and they had Herb Jones just smothering hounding Chris Paul ninety four feet and it, it took its toll you know it took its toll on him getting the ball up with that amount of aggressiveness and length and quickness. And then in Dallas, he faced Bullock. And I forgot the other player that he said was hounding him 94 feet. But Phoenix didn't have another, really another primary point guard to help Chris Paul in that mode. So in the regular season, Chris Paul doesn't see Because now I don't even remember. Was it Finney Smith? It might have been Finney Smith. But it was two lengthy guys. I know Bullock was one of them. It might have been Finney Smith. Could have been. But... You know, he didn't see that type of a defensive pressure in the regular season. You know, teams don't do – they don't go all out and do that type of stuff, you know, in the regular season. So you could see a scenario in Phoenix where Bill and and um, Booker, they're pushing the ball up, outletting the ball up, or or they even, they're even bringing the ball up full court with very little pressure in the regular season and then kind of thinking like, all right, we can get we can get away with this. This is fine. But when the playoffs hit – when and then when teams start to scheme, oh no, let's pressure them full court. Young guy, small guy, get up in them. Tall, lengthy guy, get up in them. That's where problems can be had, and you didn't work on it because you didn't think you had to during the regular season because teams are not putting those type of schemes into the regular season. So I de- I think they desperately need a point guard, not necessarily for the regular season, but I definitely think they need one come playoff time, and. Uh, that's just my opinion. Just, just the little, the little basketball that I've watched them against playing against Detroit, and just knowing what they don't have on that roster currently. BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Well, you know Bradley Beal very well. You interviewed him during the game, but beyond that, you've known him for a long time. How much, though, do you think he kind of wants to prove to people, hey, I can do this, I can play make, I can be I, I can be a pseudo-point guard for this team because uh, you know he hasn't always done that in Washington. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I talked, you know, we, we talked, you know, I had an in-game interview with him, but we talked before the game as well. And he was just talking about how excited he is and, and how he's prepared to do whatever he's called to do. And, you know, I asked him, you know, about the, the role of, I don't know if I'll call him the third star. Maybe he is the third star. But, you know, about sacrificing now. You know, it's always hard for that third star a lot of times to get acclimated to what that role entails. And he said all the right things, like he's ready for whatever. But, Stein, what I would say about that point guard position, man, that point guard, that's like it's like playing quarterback. You don't just step into that role and run everything officially like you're kind of born a point guard you're kind of groomed into being a point guard it's not something you could just and you were born a shooting guard i would my, I would my sources my sources say well listen you, you don't need no sources. you can come from the horse's mouth here i am not a point guard i am i am that is not listen now from the sources you got they give you a little bit of fake news i'm telling you i'm not a point guard because my handles weren't that was not that tight. But court vision and finding people, I got that. But the, the the handles, like, and that's another thing too. But people need to understand is you can have handles or can be be considered somebody who has handles in half court settings. Like somebody who could run pick and roll in half court. But bringing that ball up, being pressured 94 feet, totally different from using two or three, four dribbles in a half-court set to get to the basket. Totally different. And so that's why I tell people that point guard transition is not easy. Like, it's not. And so, and I don't know that that's fair to ask Bill to to do that. That's why I say I, I think they're going to need a point guard, real point guard, serviceable point guard, point guard down the line. Well, look, losing Bruce Brown and losing Jeff Green, those are significant losses for the Denver Nuggets, but they are still my favorites in an absolutely stacked Western Conference. And I can tell you, I know it was stacked because during my trip here in Spain with the Mavs, with more than one Mavs person that I sat down with, we did the exercise of let's go through the teams in the West and and just 
what you have to, who you have to finish ahead of to finish top six, top eight. And it is just tough, tough. It's brutal. And I mean, cause the teams at the bottom, so the, the teams expected to be at the bottom, your Utah's, your Portland's, your San Antonio's, your Houston's, they will all be tough outs. I mean, Houston is obviously trying to be competitive this year with the moves they've made to bring in Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks and San Antonio, obviously Wemby in, in July, everybody wanted to write him off after one bad summer league game. And now everybody is going nuts after his, uh, his preseason debut. So, I mean, San Antonio, we're still not exactly sure what we're going to see from them, but I mean, you know, they're going to have a capable team. You know, Portland is another tough team to read very young, but I mean, you know, that they, uh, yeah, again, nobody's just just a a gimme in the West. And Utah already showed us last year when when they were written off by everyone after trading Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert that you no, know, they were they were on course to be a five hundred or better team until they finally at the end of the season decided to put an eye on draft positioning. So I mean, th- this West is going to be something else. Denver is still my favorite, and you know, I guess I would say the Suns are probably who I would have at the top of the list of challengers, but I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I'm really not sure that like, you know, the Lakers, I really like the Lakers moves in the off season and, uh, yep. you know, the Clippers are in done. OKC is moving up the charts. Sacramento. I was doing my, my radio show last weekend and I was going through all the teams in the West and somehow, Despite how much we talk about the Kings on this show, I forgot to mention the Kings, and I'm waiting for Mike Brown to call me because, man, I guess <laughs> Mike Brown probably does not listen to my radio show in Dallas, but I was still waiting for the call. I mean, uh, we, we could go on and on about the the West. You tell me, Denver, Phoenix, Lakers, Warriors, who's who's your favorite in the West? Uh, okay, Stein, you have to realize: Are we ready to do this? Because Teams do, even you know, it's teams, players, coaches. They all like to say they don't listen to us. They, you know, they don't pay us no mind. But during the season, they post, they print these articles out, they print these headlines out about who we pick to be a top eight for motivation. Are we ready to do this? Listen, today is we're recording this on October twelfth. The season starts October twenty fifth. If you would rather wait to closer to October twenty fifth. You deserve that runway. You do not have you you do not have to make that declaration right now. Like I said, huh. I'm I don't think you are, know. Den- are you making a declaration? Yeah, I'll I mean, make it if you make it. Yeah, I, Denver's my favorite to Denver's my favorite to win the West. I think is defending champions. They deserve that. And yes, they they lost they lost two key guys in their rotation, but Brown I do think is ready to step up. And you know I I I think they will cope with the losses and just Joker is Joker. I mean, he is, I just think he's that good and has proven to be such a dominant force who pretty much never misses games. Yeah. Denver's. All right, let's pr- okay. I, I would agree with you. Denver's my favorite as well. Continuity. Like I, I, they're my favorite. I'm a little, you know, they, Hey, Bruce Brown, Bruce Brown, losing him. That is a big, it's big. That's a big loss right there. No, that big is very loss. real. I'm, and look, I'm probably not ready to do the order after Denver. All I'm saying okay. is, okay, all right, all right. That's what I was. That's what I was. No, talking no, about. I, like, I, <laughs> no okay. I can't do that yet. I'm still figuring that out too. I can't. But I, I, can't. I, I let me say this, Ty. I'm looking at the top eight from last year who made the playoffs, right? Denver, and I'm going in order: Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, Phoenix, Clippers, Warriors, Lakers. Minnesota was eight. Stein, I had out of those eight, I have a hard time thinking who can get into that eight. No, no, listen, I know there are teams that can get to it. Like, so New Orleans, they were nine. Maybe they leapfrog Minnesota. But that eight or that nine right there is tough. And I know yeah. Dallas, they were number they were eleven. Like, yeah. Look, who, Minnesota, like who Minnesota, comes out of that eight? Minnesota thinks they're better that they will be better with a full training camp. And obviously cat missed a zillion games last year. So Minnesota believes they're a better team. New Orleans, if they've got Zion, I mean, obviously we're going to have to look at them differently, but that's a huge if when, you know, 
Zion's got to play half a season first before we, we, you know, we even start talking about it. So, um, but obviously he, you know, he played a pre, he made his preseason debut and people got very excited. I mean, yeah, that again, this is the conversation I was having with, with various folks in Dallas. You guys, if you want to get back, even in the play-in, you got a lot of work to do to leapfrog a lot of good teams. Yeah, it's tough. Like I have a hard time. Like, I think Denver's going to be in the playoffs. I think Memphis. I think Sacramento. I think Phoenix. I think the Clippers. I think the Warriors. I think the Lakers. Those the, those, those seven, those are seven that I'm pretty certain will be there. Seven. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, not, that's not a lot of wiggle room for other teams to jump up in there. You know, I know Dallas is better than what they were last year. New Orleans is better than what they were last year. Minnesota. It's it, man. I, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be tough. Well, we can talk about Dallas now a bit because, again, I, I did not go to Abu Dhabi with them. I met them in Madrid. I got to Madrid a few hours before they did. And look, this will go down as the longest trip in NBA preseason history, both literally and figuratively. They flew nearly 17,000 air miles combined to do the two games in Abu Dhabi before Madrid, and they came home Thursday today with both of their stars carrying injuries. Luka Doncic suffered a left calf strain in practice on Monday, and that was the only real practice that the Mavericks were able to have on the whole trip after they lost to the Wolves twice in Abu Dhabi. Because, you know, when you go to Abu Dhabi and it's the league trip, when you're not playing, the league's got you doing all kinds of stuff. There's appearances, there's clinics, there's special dinners and tours, and it's like it is not conducive to practice. So they had six practices before they left for Abu Dhabi, go to Abu Dhabi, play the two games, come back. They they basically fly from Abu Dhabi to Madrid, which is like going coast to coast in the States. They have their first real practice before the game, Luca calf strain, the same left leg that has been bugging him on some level since late February, early March. You know, they lose to Real Madrid. That's the least of their problems because it was their third string against the Real Madrid starters in the fourth quarter. So it was uh, the revenge of Facundo Campazzo, Facu Campazzo, with the last nine points for Real Madrid in, in the last 85 seconds. Campazzo, of course, spent about six weeks as a Mav last season. They brought him in to be Luca's sidekick and someone he absolutely loved from their days as Real Madrid te- Real Madrid teammates. And then Dallas waived him to launch the Kemba Walker experiment, which didn't work. So there's all these storylines, but but the the basics of it are Dallas comes back. Kyrie Irving only played one of the three games because of left groin soreness. Luca has this left leg issue and those two are supposed to be the sure bets for a Mavericks team that has 10, 11 new players. Grant Williams is the only surefire starter. So, okay. I just went through all of that. Now, what was your reaction from home? Just, just kind of watching the Mavs go on this crazy long trip and coming back with both of those guys both of their stars in some level of injury distress. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, unless, uh, you know, I've been following, you know, your reports over there and they're saying, you know, you reported the the injury, especially to, um, particularly to Luca, is not serious. And I think that's common around preseason. Like you don't want to take any risks. And one thing I will say about the, the Suns that I didn't say about, um, Vogel told me that he planned to play KD and Booker and two of the last three preseason games. Like, so for whatever reason, they're just being really safe and cautious. And, you know, you can look at the Milwaukee Bucks as well. Dame and Giannis, they're about to make their preseason debut this weekend, Sunday against the Lakers. So I think that's normal around the league. I wouldn't get, I wouldn't get too um, nervous if I was a fan of those, those star players or those teams. Uh, So, I just there's just not a lot to gleam, Stein, from these preseasons for the for the most part because we we're not seeing a healthy dose of these guys playing, and so a lot of a lot of what we're going to find out is going to be when the regular season starts. And so 
I, I do want to see more, but I, I just don't have – there's just not enough sample size for me yeah. to go off and have – Well, th- this is a Mavs team that needs a good start. I mean, they desperately need a good start after the way last season ended, and that's kind of the issue is that this trip was supposed to be a renaissance. It's, an, it's you know, a team that's made a lot of changes. It's the first training camp that Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving get to spend together, and they return home today. They have one exhibition game left – a week from Friday against Detroit. And then on opening night, they're at San Antonio in the Wemby bowl. And I do plan to be at that one to see Wemby's first game, his first real game. But I mean, Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving played in three exhibition games. They played together for less than seven minutes. So they still have not had a lot of court time together. And this is again, a duo that, Last season, when both were in uniform, the Mavs went 5-11. and 11. So, I mean, uh, I have certainly taken on an alarmist tone here, and I'm sure I'll hear about it in my home city, but I think it is justified. The trip was a grind, and now they're basically going to have three days off. The gym will be open for some voluntary stuff, but the Mavericks can't even have an official practice until Monday. And so... They're, they got a lot to do next week, Monday through Thursday, before Dallas area star Cade Cunningham brings the Detroit Pistons into town for an exhibition on October 20th. Who did the, who the Mavericks open up with regular season? San Antonio. Oh, oh, okay. In San Antonio? In San Antonio on Wednesday. Wow. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What are you, what's your opening night assignments? On Tuesday, you'll, where, are you, where are you? Are you at ring night or are you at the other game? I actually have... Is that ring night? No, I'm not, that's not. Who does Nuggets have for ring night? So it's Nuggets Lakers ring night, and then there's your game, Suns Warriors. So Western Conference only the first night of the season. And you said you got. I have Suns Warriors in San Francisco Tuesday. Then I take off immediately for Milwaukee. I got the Bucks opening night game against the Sixers. That's so Thursday. Tuesday night. and Thursday. Yep. I got that is Tuesday a, and Thursday. That is a strong week. 
I hope you have a lot of good stories for those for the podcast um, when that week show I, rolls around. I, I wasn't assigned to that game initially. But th- you know things have changed over the last couple of weeks. You know in the league, big, you're going to be voting in Milwaukee. You're going to be voting in Milwaukee. Next election, a big trade to change some of my assignments. So I got I got two games that week. So I'm looking forward. I am to so it. jealous. I love Milwaukee. I love visiting Milwaukee. Yeah, it was beautiful when I was there. I'm trying Stein. to remember the last time I, I was there, and I'm not sure I've been there since since. God, yeah. I can't even remember because I don't think I went to those finals. Yeah. I can't remember I, my I last a, trip to Milwaukee. I have a strong feeling the weather is not going to cooperate like it did when I was there a few weeks ago. Well, I don't even want to talk about weather because I will really make you jealous because it has been spectacular in Madrid. Absolutely mm. gorgeous. Mm, and I'm told been. it's finally cooling down when I get back home to Dallas. So. Yeah, I I've never been. Stein, are you one of those guys? Can you know older people? I I used to wonder this all the time. Why do people retire in Phoenix? Why? I never knew that. But you know, I started to see a trend. The older you got, the more attractive a place like Phoenix became. And I know my guy Dwight James, a columnist in Portland. I, he bought a house out there in Phoenix. You know, older people like the sun. You know what? It's it's. This is actually some inside baseball on our profession. There was a time when, and Dwight James is part of that generation right before me in terms of writers. A bunch of writers from that era did that. Pete Vesey spent tons of time in the desert. Sam Smith, your guy Michael Wilbon, still has a place in Phoenix, huh. I'm quite sure. So all these hmm. writers from that generation before me and there were probably more like it, it just I think housing prices at that time were really, really favorable in Phoenix. And I don't know if that's still the case. Now I'm going to guess not. I'm going to guess Phoenix like Dallas has gotten a lot more expensive than it used to be in terms of real okay. estate. But back in the 90s, that was a very I remember, you know, someone like Sam, you know, Sam Smith spent his whole Sam writing Smith. career in Chicago. The chance to live in Phoenix sounded pretty damn good. <laughs> so so it's not an age thing, Star? I mean, I know you're basically saying now that I'm old, I'm qualified to answer this question. <laughs> I love Phoenix to visit, but I have never had interest in living there. And I look, I okay. I love the desert um the desert skyline and just um I really aesthetically I really have always loved going there and the Steve Nash years from like this the Steve Nash D'Antoni years from 2004 to 2010 that I mean I spent more time in Phoenix than anywhere I went so I've always had great visits there I mean my I want to say my very first NBA all-star game I covered was in Phoenix so I've always had great experiences there but I've never had this huge desire to live there. I think as an, you know, my, my older self, I could imagine living part-time in either Palm Springs or Vegas before Vegas. Yeah. Oh yeah. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Again, part-time three months a year, but I, I love the energy of Vegas, man. I love, I, it, it is, it is, it is, you know, it's just it's sports everywhere you look, everywhere you turn. It's sports. Yeah, but Vegas is like Stein. Like for me, when I, when I go to summer league, three days, four days max, I start to, I start to get irritable. Like I'm tired of Vegas. Like I don't know if I can live there. And then if you live there, are you really visiting the strip that often, where all the action is? Like, and I really I really never spent time outside the strip in Vegas. So I I don't even know what that's like. Well, I don't know firsthand, but people who do live there always tell me how great it is off the strip, and you should just come see how A, B, and C is hmm. so fantastic. So, okay, I'm P- not probably. qualified to answer that question, but maybe people can, uh, maybe pe- maybe some of our listeners who do live in Vegas can educate us. But in Phoenix, Stein, I know what your favorite steakhouse in Milwaukee is. What again, Carson's? Carson's. Carson's. In Phoenix, it's a Chicago place, but they have a Milwaukee outlet. Okay, Steak Forty Four in Phoenix. 
the best steakhouse I've been to. Hmm. Steak forty four. The best Kings. steakhouse in the league. Best, best I've the best I've wow. went to. I, I would, I, I would challenge any other steakhouse in the league was against steak steak 44 those in phoenix know what i'm talking about that place is awesome all right well i guess i'm gonna have to meet you there and we'll put that to the test yes you're before all right so before we go uh you know last the last time we did one of these you were just you were just love getting me all worked up about joel Embiid and international yes. basketball which you did on, you yes. did it on purpose of course I need your opinion. I want to know. Now that Joel Embiid has picked the United States of America, he will play for Team USA. After all, I think he heard how you were disparaging him against picking Team USA. I think he heard. I was was most (laughs) definitely not disparaging him because Joel Embiid knows very well he's one of my favorite people to speak to on Planet NBA. I, I don't get to see him a ton. But there are a few players who fill up the proverbial notebook like Mr. Embiid. <laughs> so there is no disparaging of him. And uh-huh. you know what? I can rant all I want. It's his personal choice. It's his life. He doesn't have to do what I say. However, I have to admit that I did not, I did not love it. And, he, and again, you know, this – I'm sure USAB officials who hear me on this rant – don't understand what I'm saying because when they lose to anybody, I'm at the front of the line criticizing them. And every single loss, no matter who they bring, no matter what the roster looks like, media with me at the front of the line treat it like an international incident. So their natural reply is, how are you going to wrap us for bringing Joel Embiid into the fold when if we lose, you're going to crush us, and now you're saying we're too good. And and all I'm saying is we've heard so many great American players since camps have started talk about wanting to join this team. And if the best of our best show up and we've got Kevin Durant and Stephen Curry and LeBron James coming back, and Devin Booker, and on Jason Tatum, on and on and on. And if there are so many guys that it's looking like Kawhi Leonard, who also wants to play, if it's looking like Kawhi Leonard has to settle for being a six-man or something, then no, they don't need Joel Embiid. And it just feels like free agency. And I just feel like the most talent-rich country in the world in basketball should not be signing the reigning MVP as a free agent. And again, this really stems from me being that basketball romantic who Cameroon is only one step away from qualifying. Cameroon won a pre-qualifying tournament to get to the final round of qualifying without Joel Embiid and without Pascal Siakam. And if those two guys played with the existing Cameroon team and qualified for the Olympics, under the flag of their native country, that would be an absolutely incredible achievement. And it would not only be huge for Cameroon, but it would be massive for African basketball. And so I just, I would have loved to hear Joel Embiid say, I loved that France and the United States spent a year fighting over me and trying to get me, but I am going to get Cameroon to the Olympics through qualifying. And I understand it's risky for him to do that because if Cameroon doesn't qualify and international basketball is insane, there's 24 teams that go to qualifying. They get broken up into four groups. Only one team out of every six team group qualifies for the Olympics and Cameroon would not be the host. Most likely the Cameroon Federation almost assuredly does not have the money it would take to win a bid to host one of those tournaments. So Cameroon would have to win on the road somewhere. And I know that's a tall order, but if you've got Joel Embiid and Pascal Siakam, they can do it. Just like the Bahamas are going to try to do with DeAndre Ayton and Buddy Heald and Eric Gordon. So I know that I'm ranting into the wind and nobody cares and you're just doing this to get me all wound up because it's fun for you to see me like this. But yeah, the basketball romantic in me will not let it go. I would have loved to see Embiid 
choose Cameroon. Because again, I just think with or without him, the United States is going to be stacked. I really hope for your sake that you are assigned to cover the Paris Olympics because the U.S. team is going to be, if all these guys play who say they're going to play, it's going to be the closest thing in talent to the original dream team than we, that we've ever seen. I will say this, and yeah, I get your point. Every, all, all valid points, all valid points. I will say this. I was watching, and I know this is not the an equal equivalent, but I watched a Bruce Brown clip that was, um, I, forgive me, I forgot what pod he was on. It's a Bruce Brown clip talking about when he was with Brooklyn, how he did not play a single minute in preseason when they had KD, Kyrie, and James Harden. And he talked about wanting to be traded, wanting to go somewhere else, go somewhere else because he knew he wasn't going to play. That's the same Bruce Brown who did all the dirty work for the Denver Nuggets that helped them win a championship. So what I what I what I'm saying is this. Yes, the United States are going to be the odds-on favorite. Yes. But every stars always talk about sacrificing and doing the dirty work, but very few of them really know how to do that. Because they they haven't had to do that ever. They they think sacrifices is, you know, taking fewer shots. No, diving on balls. What Kobe did, his last Team USA stint. What Kobe did. And so what I'm saying is you always need a Bruce Brown. You need a championship team needs a guy like that. That's really, that's what his role is to be, is to be a guy that's going to dive for the ball, be a houndless defender, guy's going to cause havoc, be a spot up, you know, spot up shooter and, and, and do that. And that's every night. And so while they're going to have all the talent, it's still, they still, it's going to be a lot of pressure No, because they got to win. They have to win, and there will be a lot of eyeballs on them, and France is going to have home court advantage. But again, if you look at all the guys who put their hand up and said they want to play, they are going to have way more than 12 good players to choose from. The harder part for them is going to be who the, you know, how do you say no to some of these guys? But again, I'm, I'm not even list. I mean, I can't even remember everybody who wants to play and you know they'll have someone like drew holiday to do some of that dirty work stuff that you're talking about i'm sure drew is going to be on the team again they this team is going to be stacked a lot these guys they want to go to the paris olympics that you know in our basketball culture they love the olympics they don't care about the world cup the united states in the last two world cups has finished seventh and fourth and it's been an almighty struggle for usa basketball to get that roster filled with players who could who could do it and you know two times in a row they couldn't but for these olympics in paris again the last two world cups were were in china and then this past summer in indonesia japan and the philippines i think that was a harder sell for either of those competitions than getting guys to go to paris for the olympics that they're going you know they're going to be, this team is going to be so strong and they've got Joel Embiid now, but even if they didn't, even had Embiid chose to play for Cameroon or France, they're going to be fine. They're going to be stacked. And like I said, I hope I hope for you, your sake that it gets to be your first Olympics because I think it's going to be they they are going that team. I mean, if it has LeBron Curry and Durant on it, they are going to be the talk yeah. of the Summer Games. Yeah, Paris. They love the Olympics. They they love Paris too. Have you so, been to Paris uh, yet? I, never, never have, never have, never have. Man, I wonder if our guy Brad Turner, America's <laughs> ambassador to Paris, is he going to get himself to Paris for the Paris Olympics? I hope. I is hope he for back his from Paris? Too. I mean, he, he basically lives there at this point. But I would like. Yeah, to, that's what I'm saying. I would like to think that the LA Times will send him <laughs> to cover Team USA and oh my, he might just. He might just burst into flames. Nah, man. It's good to hear from you, Stein. Hopefully next next pod we do, hopefully you'll be back in, in the state side. Yeah, it's good to connect with you. Good to be back. Glad we're back. Uh, we're both back at it. And we do have, like you said, we still have 10-ish days to get our predicted order for the East and West set. So uh, the season is fast approaching. Are you ready, basically? I actually am. I actually am, Stein. I am. 
I'm I'm looking forward to this season, man. There's really I'll leave it at that. I'm looking very forward to this season. All right, everyone. That's going to do it for this edition of This League Uncut. Chris and I will be back together soon. I think we actually have a special interview on the docket very soon. And uh, we, 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 we got lots more to cover and lots more to discuss in these next couple of weeks before the season actually starts. But the NBA's 78th season, it will be here for real before you know it. And we'll be covering it with you every week, twice a week here on this league uncut. Please remember rate review, subscribe to the show. If you haven't already for Haynes, this is Stein. We'll do it again soon. And that'll do it for us. See you next time. This League Uncut is an iHeartRadio production. Boom shakalaka! Chris Haynes and Mark Stein! Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.